What is up guys, it is Quinn here. And in this video, I'm gonna be running through my tight end start sits for week seven of the NFL season. So either they're locked in starts, they're sits, don't want them in my lineup, or they're somewhere in between like the fringe option, the real back end tight end ones, tight end 11, 12, 13, 14, somewhere in that range. You know, maybe your tight ends on buy or you faded the position. These are suitable options you guys can kind of toss in there. And I actually feel like this past week really opened up the tight end position, not in terms of like super reliable options, but I think a lot of tight ends on the waiver wire had really strong performances, which makes the position more interesting moving forward. If you guys have any fantasy questions, it doesn't have to be start sit related. You can drop those down below and I'll get back to every single person. And if you guys do enjoy the content, hit that like button. It really does help me out a lot. Let's jump into the uh, Thursday night matchup. We have the Saints taking on the Cardinals. And I feel like what we got out of Taysom Hill is going to be the Taysom Hill experience. This is something I talked about after his massive boom week. He may have a game like this, but it's not something where we can be expecting consistent production out of him. You know, we're going to get the four pass attempt games where he rushes it for five times and puts up four and a half fantasy points. That's what we got out of him in week five. I still think he's a fringe option. The snap share is an ideal 21%, but we do have both Winston and Dalton still banged up could give Taysom Hill some more opportunities. The wide receiver core is still pretty injured. I mean, we don't know if any of those guys are going to be going. I'd assume Olave would be ready to go, but MT, Jarvis, we just don't know. So I think we're going to see a similar rollout of him. But with Taysom Hill, you just every week, you're going to be banking on a big play, whether it's you know like a 30-yard touchdown run, a trick play, touchdown pass, a reception, whatever it is, you need that big play for him to produce. On the other side with the Cardinals, I'm going to be starting Zach Ertz as a very strong play. Moving over to Sunday, we've got the Browns taking on the Ravens. For the Browns, I have David Njoku listed as a start. I think it's important to monitor his usage here a little bit. Through the first four weeks, he had an 87% or higher snap share in all four games. Week five, we saw him drop down to 85%. Not super concerning. Week six, down to 79%. So he's still producing at a high level. That's still you know usage where he's going to be a solid start but it's just something to monitor because it could kind of decrease his ceiling throughout the season. Or if it continues to drop, that would also be rough. But the last four weeks after he had his breakout in week three, he's averaging 5.8 receptions per game, 77 receiving yards per game at the tight end position, which is really impressive. And he's fifth in receptions and then fourth in receiving yards. So strong production out of Njoku. He's a start. On the other side with the Ravens, we're obviously firing up Mark Andrews as a very, very strong start. Then we have the Buccaneers taking on the Panthers. Really not a ton here at the tight end position. We could see Kate Otten get the start if Cambrate is out with like concussion or whatever was going on with him. He got carted off, did fly home with the team. Regardless, like I don't want any of these tight ends in this matchup. So sitting Otten, sitting Brate, sitting Ian Thomas. Then we have the Falcons taking on the Bengals. And it kind of seemed like, you know, people were all hyped up about Kyle Pitts with his first touchdown of the season. For me, like I guess it was good to see that he did score, and I do have him listed as a start, but I think this was kind of another disappointing day because that touchdown really did save his overall production. Three targets, three receptions, 19 yards. Did have an 82% route participation, but this Falcons offense is just a horrible environment for pass catchers. Obviously, we care about the Pitts-London effect of that. It's just really rough. The Falcons are currently averaging 22.8 pass attempts per game. Like that is approaching Bears territory bad. I think the Bears are at 19 point something. Just very, very low. If you guys remember, like we talk about the Ravens, I think it was like two, three years ago. It might've been Lamar's MVP season where they were around like 25 pass attempts per game. That was the lowest in the NFL by far. 
And then now we have the Bears and Falcons at like 19, 22, 23. It's just rough out there for the pass catching options on those teams. And it's even worse because Kyle Pitts is commanding targets at a very high level. Amongst tight ends, he's currently second in target rate and third in target share. So like if he was just on an average offense, average passing attack, he'd be giving you top numbers. Unfortunately, you know, commanding targets on an offense that passes at 23 times a game is just not leading to production. So I think he's just going to be more of a back-end tight end one moving forward. For the Bengals, Hayden Hurst is still on the fringe. He's going to give you touchdown upside, but doesn't have a super high weekly floor. Next game is between the Lions and the Cowboys. For the Lions, I have uh, TJ Hawkinson as a start. I think he's a solid, you know, mid to probably back-end tight end one rest of season. And then for the Cowboys, I have Schultz here listed as a fringe play. For me, it's just the injury concern factored in here. He left week two with injury, left week five with injury, tweaked his knee before this most recent game, did not play in week six. If he's fully healthy and Dak is the quarterback, I think he'll be a solid start, but we're going to need to see him log a full game before we can really have like 100% confidence in him as a starter moving forward. In the next matchup, we have the Giants taking on the Jaguars. And these are actually two tight ends that I think could have fringe potential, you know, within the next few weeks. Daniel Bellinger for the Giants saw a big jump in his usage this past week. I'd like to see it repeated and him log, you know, a few solid games in a row, but something to keep an eye out for. And then Evan Ingram is a guy I've talked about who's had a super solid route participation. Hasn't necessarily given the production you want with that route participation, but something to keep an eye on moving forward. Injuries, bye weeks, whatever it is, he could slide into a fringe slot. This next matchup, just not much going on here with the Colts and the Titans. Sitting Jelani Woods, who has, you know, caught a few touchdowns here and there, but nothing consistent. And then also sitting Austin Hooper for the Titans. Then we have the Packers taking on the Commanders. I have Robert Tanyan on the fringe here. He's a guy who saw a really big jump in his usage. So weeks one through five, four of his five games, he had an under 43% snap share. That's like not even on the fantasy football radar. Then in week six, he goes out. 67% snap share, 76% route participation, targeted 12 times, catches 10 of them for 90 yards. That's a starting role for fantasy if it sticks. The problem is we just can't be locked in and know that that's possible. He definitely made the most of his opportunities, but we just got to wait and see if it happens again. If he gives you that, you know, 75% route participation again, then I think he's going to be a start heading into week eight. On the other side, even if Logan Thomas is healthy, He's someone I'm going to be sitting. Then we have the Jets taking on the Broncos. For the Jets, Tyler Conklin was a fun volume play the first few weeks of the season. Definitely done for fantasy at this point. For the Broncos, I have Greg Dulcich listed as a sit here, but I do kind of just want to talk about him. So he's a third round rookie out of UCLA. Started the season off on the IR, which normally is kind of tough for rookies because you're not getting that practice time. In his first game back, without getting that practice time, He logged a 71% snap share and a 79% route participation. He caught a touchdown. It's pretty impressive and honestly rare for a rookie tight end to, you know, have that level of trust so early on coming off of an injury. So definitely a player to be looking at. Next matchup is between the Texans and the Raiders. I think a pretty clear sit and a pretty clear start. Sitting OJ Howard or whoever the top tight end is there. And then uh, starting Darren Waller. Then we have the Seahawks taking on the Chargers. For the Seahawks, they've got a tight end committee going on here. So sit and Fant, sit and Will Disley. For the Chargers, I have Gerald Everett listed as a fringe option. He's someone who actually saw a drop in his usage in week six. He had a 55% snap share, 61% route participation. 
that's definitely not ideal usage. It seems like Donald Parham's return has kind of cut into Everett's snaps. It's something to monitor, but I still think if Keenan is out on an offense that should be high scoring, he is someone that's still, you know, fringe startable. Then we've got a stud tight end matchup between the Chiefs and the 49ers. Starting both of these dudes, obviously Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. Then for Sunday night football, we have the Steelers taking on the Dolphins. I still think Pat Fryermuth can fill in as like a tight end 9, 10, somewhere in that range. So he's a start. I have Mike Gusecki as a sit. He could be considered a fringe option. Saw a nice 76% route participation this weekend. Seven targets, six receptions, 69 yards, and two touchdowns. I would like to see it for back-to-back weeks, but I feel like he could definitely be argued for a fringe. It kind of seemed like he was dead in the water early on in the season, potentially making a bounce back here. And then the final game of the week, we have the Bears taking on the Patriots. For the Bears, we can't be you know trusting any of these pass catchers. For the Patriots, on the other hand, I have Hunter Henry listed as a fringe option whose usage has skyrocketed over the past two weeks. So week five, he had a 98% snap share, crazy solid, 91% route participation, five targets, four receptions, 54 yards. He follows it up in week six with a 97% snap share, 81% route participation, and then targeted seven times, catches four of them for 61 yards and a touchdown. If he can log another one of those games usage-wise and give you startable production, I think he's definitely going to be a guy who jumps into that start range. But that is going to be every single uh, tight end matchup here in week seven. If you guys did enjoy the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Thank you guys for stopping by. Any comments, drop them down below, but I will be seeing you guys in the next one.